glow now, bright as day. Show us the world, lead the way. Hi, everybody. I'm Miss Emily. And I'm Miss Emma. And we're the Movie Moms. And today we're going to be talking about Mean Girls. This episode of the Movie Moms is brought to you by Sack Rooted. Sack Rooted is a Sacramento-based apparel company with the mission of making Sacramento better with every shirt sold. You can get yours at sacrooted.com. That's S-A-C-R-O-O-T-E-D dot com. Mean Girls that came out in 2004. Yeah, it's 20 years old. Just when like me. He, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, sorry, Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, Lacey, Sh- how do you say it? Lacey Chabert, Lizzie Kaplan, Amanda Seyfried, and the, a whole bunch of other people. But those are the main four. Mm-hmm. And Tina Fey. Tina Fey, she's starring in there. Tina Fey, she makes it, yeah. Um, written by, uh, Tina Fey, of course, uh, directed by Mark Waters. I think that's all we need to know about that. Rated 7.1 on IMDb. I think that's pretty good. Yeah? I don't know. I don't know. You're the IMDb. I don't know. It's out of 10. It's out of 10. I assumed it was out of 10, but I don't know how hard the critics are there. Like, what's uh, Are there any perfect 10s? Paddington 2. (laughs) I haven't seen it, but I still feel like, I don't know. Out of all the movies in the world, I don't know. It's a a running joke amongst the critics that Paddington, Paddington 2 has had the perfect score for so long and like if anyone dares to go on Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb and like ruin the perfect score like you're just exiled basically because it is just like a sweet sweet story about a little bear and his name you know (laughs) there you go anyway a second feels low to me I feel like for the amount of like now when was this given yeah like at the first uh, viewing maybe like the premiere I could see it it wasn't a huge hit okay honestly I don't know why I bought it. Anyways, <laughs> I think, I don't know exactly how it went at the box office in 2004 yeah. as I was 10 years old. Uh, so <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, but I feel like I've heard maybe somewhere you can cut this out if it's not true, or you can write a disclaimer if it's not true. That is kind of a, one of those films that like wasn't necessarily like a huge box office success, but a cult classic afterwards. Yeah, yeah, because none of us could go to the movies by ourselves yet. Yeah, I was 14. <laughs> 14, 15? Yeah, and we just couldn't go or couldn't afford it, and then like waited for it to come out on DVD. Yeah, there's no social media at the time to no. be like promote like that. No way, and like the catchphrases weren't hashtags; they were just like. A cultural phenomenon. Like, we just loved them. It was so funny. It was so true to what was going on in our why, lives. Well, a lot of them to this yeah, day. To this day. Often in my daily life. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a part of our, like, culture and society. And I think it's so cool that, like, this movie, this female director who's already breaking all the ceilings, you know, being a head writer at SNL, first female head writer at SNL. Um, and then, you know, writing this movie by herself and, like, making it into this thing that was so culturally important. Yeah. And then now coming back with it after she made a hit on Broadway with it and then coming back to it now. <laughs> it's just such a cool journey that probably nobody, including her, thought would happen with this movie. Yeah, exactly. But I'm for it. I'm with it. I'm part of it. 
I would get a fetch tattoo if I could afford it. Fetch <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah. And I thought like my new go girl Coco. Coco. Encouragement throughout the day. Yeah. Say it to my kids. They don't know who the hell Gwen Coco is. Say, Say it to, to myself. myself. Yeah. <laughs> Jenks. Yeah, pat on the back. Oh, yes. More non-progression wieners. Also say that to my kids pretty often. Non-progression wieners. And non-progression wieners. Right. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes that I actually wrote down in my notes. It says, Miss Emma quotes. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite right now is, uh, sorry, kid, sucks to suck. <laughs> Just straight face. Like, <laughs> suck. Meant every word of it. Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. Like okay so she goes. What about when did you see it? When did you first see Mean Girls? How old were you? Huh? No. No, I wasn't allowed to watch PT 13 movies before I was 13. But so probably 13 or something, or yeah. 12, maybe at somebody's friend's house or something like that. Did you, you hear about after? it? Did you hear older friends talking about it? Not in 10. No. I went to a small private Catholic school. I don't so, remember hearing about it beforehand, but. We Once I did see it, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> also not true. <laughs> but just, yeah. And I was a tall boy at the time. Didn't really care. I was, uh, I, when I was 10, I was really into Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with Orlando Bloom. So mm-hmm. that's what I was concerned about. Appropriate. Yeah. Orlando Bloom. Would you say he was your sexual awakening? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. He was like the first celebrity crush. You know, yeah. like M Magazine or Tiger Beat or different yes. things. And like the, the cinephile posters. Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael uh, Murray. Joe Jonas was my second uh, one. Justin Timberlake, always. Yes. But I like, yeah. And Lord of the Rings was huge in our family. Even though he always played, like, oftentimes he played one of the, like, my least favorite characters in the movies. But I still made excuses for him. Yeah. Like, Lady Lust just says a bunch of obvious lines. I do love elves and stuff, but it's, he's not Aragorn. And in Troy, he's like Prince Prince Paris is like a pathetic character. He's no Brad Pitt. He's no Achilles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, baby. We know. <laughs> <laughs> but he was closer to my age. Brad Pitt was like who my mom was talking to her. And I was uh, like, oh, that can't be it. Yeah. Me, no, me it's too. this guy. My mom liked Brad Pitt, not me. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I still, I rewatch it. Yeah, I'm I like, oh man. In Fight Club, when I was like in high school, like way too young, probably. I'm just like, I'm going to take this home, <laughs> watch it for, by myself for a few minutes because these shirtless men are doing something to me. This is be- yeah. beautiful. I feel fuzzy inside. Yes. <laughs> just like a young, sweaty Brad Pitt shirtless. Oh, yeah. The whole movie. Ugh. Long hair. Like, this is my this is my new favorite movie. Yeah, some some tenderness. Yeah, I I still like that movie. Me too. Actually, it's a great. It's like well written. Yeah, it's really funny. Well edited. Mm-hmm. Ed Norton. Oh, I love Ed Norton. Yeah. Now I'm old. He's talented. I just oh, so gorgeous. I mean Ed Norton. <laughs> Putting it out there. In I know. I'm not even to date. I just want to know. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just to be friends. Yeah. Ed. Ed, thanks for listening to the pod. Shout out to you. <laughs> thanks for being a fan, buddy. We appreciate it. <laughs> this episode of the Movie Moms is brought to you by Sack Rooted. Sack Rooted 
is a Sacramento-based apparel company with the mission of making Sacramento better with every shirt sold. You can get yours at sacrooted.com. That's S-A-C-R-O-O-T-E-D dot com. Some of the things that, and maybe this ties in with like, how do you view it differently now than you yeah. did the first time? Yeah. Like now, maybe as a mom or maybe just where I am now in life, like the scene where they all go in front of the mirror at Regina George's house and they have to say something that they don't like about each other and like the mutual Or bond- about themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, about themselves. Yeah. yeah. And the mutual bonding over like hating on yourself is A, something I remember do like, and even to this day, if somebody gives you a compliment, I have to bring myself down. Like, gives me a compliment, I gotta bring myself down. Like, really? they're like, oh. Do you feel like that compulsion, like, like you don't want to, you don't want to be alienated from the girl group? Is that oh, what's, or what is it? It's like a humbling, or like, yeah. not, like, or if it's imposter syndrome, I don't know what it is. Sort of like, ooh, love that. You're like, or like, love those shoes. Be like, they were hand-me-downs. You know, like, I didn't, I couldn't afford them. I got them from my friend. Yeah. You know, or like, ah, oh, like, you know, this looks so good. And you're like, I'm wearing Spanx, you know, right. it's not me. Like it, like everything or like you, some, some little thing you can't, I don't yeah. know. I can't. No, I, yeah. Very well. I, you're like, right. Well, I got to tear myself down a little bit. Yeah. Self-depreciating. I'm hoping that like us being better for our kids, this movie is also better for our kids. You know yeah. what I mean? I hope that this is better for the next generation. I hope this storyline and I hope this story arc continues on for more decades. I really do. I think it's important for our girls to know. I think it's important to have some uh, reflection upon how we're treating each other because we can get pretty petty. We can attack each other just naturally. Right. And I think I'm hoping that in the way that like the old version sort of inspired this generation of feminists to really build each other up instead to really like focus on uh, our relationships with other females, like female to female and like really, you know, help each other prosper. I'm hoping that it does that again, but in like yeah. a bigger, better way, you know? That's really what I, and I, that one, like the fact that this was a problem 20 years ago and today we're so like, you know, well, we are really haven't made that much progress as ladies as far as like not uh, you know what, just though? like eating. I mean, a little bit. We sometimes. have though. We have made some pro- Like people are getting sent to prison for raping girls. Like that's progress. Crazy as it sounds, like that's progress. Like, but to, you know, to have men actually be scared to compliment you and to like, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't compliment her in those jeans. Like that's in progress. Like that's exciting to me, you know? That's on... The, the lady on lady, lady crimes. crimes. Gotcha. And I feel like the well, this was made again pre-social yeah. media. So yeah. social media would have like reopened the yeah. whole wound of With, like that yeah. anonymous commenter. And probably but the burn book is gonna be the anonymous commenter, right? Like it's gonna have to trend. That that is what it is. It's just bullying, but out in public. Yes. You know? They're like, Yeah, you wrote it down in a book, we just put it in a comment right. anonymously. She printed it. Ow. She made copies in a copier copies. on a piece of paper. Because obviously color printing is too expensive. Expensive. It's stupid. It's still too expensive. Okay. So like, yeah. And if she prints it out and then she like throws these pieces of paper to spread the news that like one post would do. Yeah. So I mean, I am interested to see like how they kind of reworked oh, that. 
Yeah, because it was very dramatic. It was cool. It was a cool dramatic scene where she's just like throwing flyers everywhere about all this trash people are talking behind each other's backs. And like, you know, this is all everyone's dirt on these flyers that I printed at Kinko's, you know. But so, yeah, to see it as a just a post now, how are they going to make that dramatic enough for like a movie? And like, what is how do they how do you how do you depict like text on a page? Because that's all it really is. You know, like, how do you really depict a text message or a post that destroys everyone's reputation yeah, or whatever. It's true. And I'm excited I, to see that. I tried to do this a couple of years ago. It's like a mental exercise mm. of like, when I want to be like, take someone down a notch to be like, or like make a judgmental comment to be like, you go Glenn Coco yeah. instead. Basically, yeah. whoever's going to like walking out of the orange theory class in town center. Yeah. Uh-huh. Rather than being like, I can't afford orange theory. <laughs> Me is a rich bitch. Look, if I could afford to go to Orange Theory, I probably would. That would probably be my jam. I, mean, I feel like right. that's where most of judgment comes from. The yeah. things that the jealousy, jealousy, like mm-hmm. things that you want. So rather than be like, oh my gosh, yeah. those kinds of people would be like, congrats, right. like you go, girl. You know what? You go, Glenn Coco. You go. Right. You work. That Good for you. Girl. You know Absolutely. what? And then, she and probably she probably had to give a lot of disgusting blow. To get that money. Do you know what I'm saying? Listen to me. Let's just talk reality right now. Okay. You know, she gave some really stinky, disgusting. But she got that money. She got the ring. She got the money. And now she's at Orange Theory. And she's working off all the regret. (laughs) This episode of the Movie Moms is brought to you by Sack Rooted. Sack Rooted is a Sacramento-based apparel company with the mission of making Sacramento better with every shirt sold. You can get yours at sacrooted.com. That's S-A-C-R-O-O-T-E-D dot com. The reason why I wanted to start this podcast, to be honest, is this question, is how did watching this movie or any movie before having kids differ from watching it again as a mom. Yeah. Now I know you watched it last night. I didn't watch it recently, but I have watched it since being a mom. And I can tell you that I related to very different characters. You love her. Who did you do? Who did you? Instantly. I was like, I, Katie's mom. I was like, I get it. She's in a new, we're in a new country. She's never gone to public school. I've always done schooling. I, that neuroses that she had yeah. that freaking out about. I was like, I get you. I, this, this Katie kid, like I'm going to ground her too, you know? And then I really related in a fearful way to Amy Poehler's character. (laughs) I like, I do, like, I do want to be, do you want to be the cool mom and what's that mean? Yeah. Like I do want to be the cool mom, but also like, do I, like, I don't want to be the mom that's like feeding them alcohol one day, you know, like that's not. (laughs) Like No. But I also like, don't want to be like the mom that everyone avoids. Like, oh, yeah. we can't hang out at your house because your mom is there, which was like how I grew up. And then that's not what I want to be. <laughs> but I can't also be the mom that's like, yeah, go ahead and watch Christina Aguilera music videos. And I hope yeah. you belly dance like them well, too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Spring break. Yeah. It just really got me thinking about like my parenting. Like, where do I want her to end up or how much influence do I have of where she ends up? And then like, how does public school that she's in now affect it? And like all, I was just really thinking about my parenting styles yeah. the whole time. And like, 
God forbid, like maybe she's hardwired to be Regina George. Yeah. And I gotta, you know, is the Regina George. Fuck. And then what do you do? And then it's too late, isn't it? And sadly, I feel like a lot of it hurts because partially because you don't want your head to be that, but also because you're like, that I don't want that to be a reflection of who I am, which how narcissistic is that to be like, but it oh, is. I don't want you to judge me right. because of how my child is being. But at the same time, like everyone is a product of their environment in some way. So like there isn't like maybe not every choice they make is your fault, but like you've influenced who they are at the core for so long that like their morality has been influenced by you at least the you know you have or haven't set right or there's the unhealed parts of you that you just transferred to them on accident and then you're like oh shit <laughs> you're a living embodiment of my depression like my oh no <laughs> me too me too like, and I, you know i see the things on instagram where like you're breaking cycles you can't break all of them like as you're yeah. like, chipping away chipping away like, i guess that's true even one like, cycle is progress probably good but, but it doesn't feel good enough right half of me is like it's better and the other half of me is like that's not good enough also, she's damaged. I failed. Yeah, exactly. That was my biggest fear about having a kid. Was yeah. like, no matter what I do, this child's going to therapy. Because right, right. Even, even if, if I do my best, right. Even if for some reason I broke every cycle, some other person, I'm going to mess it up. And they're so like, there's just that lack of. Then their f-ing dad shows up and is like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Like, or you're right or yeah or somebody else or, or a terrible else. teacher or yeah. like my yeah that's always go to like the worst case scenario like sexual harassment some perv on the way yeah i know because that's our job is like protect them from that right like our job is like protect our baby let them thrive i want you to thrive more than me i want you to be better than me in all the ways i just want you to be have a better experience than me somehow and i feel like that is like that's the dream but that is probably an unrealistic expectation of as parents because like ultimately even if it wasn't your fault in therapy one day like it's gonna they're gonna blame it on you or the other parent right like they're gonna have to blame it on someone it is and 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 so like you can only do as best as you know how and then like maybe you'll both be in therapy one day and you can work it out my big like takeaway of like how i saw it differently this time around watching it, like, I'm sure it, like, kind of hit, but it, di- it didn't really sink in, but it, like, really stood out to me this time watching yeah. it post-children. Mm-hmm. Like, being a mom was, like, was the whole gym scene with Tina Fey, like, the crux of it all. Like, mm-hmm. ladies, how do we relate to each other? Like, why are we tearing each other down? Why are we, like, we already no reason. down. Yeah. Why do we have to be that, like, right. we're just, like, you know, we're just giving, when we call ourselves these things, we're just giving all of the men or all of the other people an excuse. And a permission to say, to say that, permission yeah. to say those same mm-hmm. things. If we call each other whores, which we can do still, but behind closed doors, don't let the men hear it. Yeah. yeah. I think so, too. And I think, you know, like, with Lizzo taking the power back in the word and, like, making it empowerful or whatever. Yeah. Like, I get that and I'm with it. But at the same time, I... I think I carry that lesson with me too, which is like, I could call you anything. I open my mouth and I can call you anything I want. And I'm going to call you something yeah. derogatory. Like probably, probably shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. yeah, probably shouldn't. 
it's just better. It's in everyone's best interest to not tear each other down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. On that note, let's call it. Let's call it a day. Yeah. We're tipsy at 1 a.m. 1 a.m. Yeah. That would make it okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 1 a.m. tipsy at 1 p.m. No shame. No shame. Love y'all. Yeah. Cheers. Okay, Hope y'all. our time comes swiftly for you and yours. Bye. Bye.